Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, while we get there, unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, or 10,000 recommended dollars, TireRack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Uh, we got some coaching hirings. We got, you know, that one still big, gloomy coaching firing in the NBA. Uh, man, we got some stuff for you this hour. Plus, special guest TJ Hushmanzada will join us. Uh, I'm going to ask him, among other things, about this weekend's games. And I want to ask him about Marvin Harrison Jr. Is his value that of a quarterback, even though he's just a wide receiver? Well, that's T.J. Hushmanzada. He'll join us in 25 minutes. Um, look, certain things have to just time out right. You know? And there is a certain magic to when you're cooking at home, getting everything to time out right. Can you guys do that? Like, Jay Stu, do you have the ability to do that or you're, you, everything is ready at once? It's a hard thing timing-wise. And I'm not talking about leaving something in the warm, warmer, just starting things in sequential order so they're all ready at once. I have zero skills in the kitchen. Um, I could warm things up, but I, I do marvel at uh, my super hot girlfriend, Christina. She, she plays that balance very well of having everything ready at once. Hmm. Uh, what about you, Profet? Do you have the ability to get everything ready at once? Depends what it is. Usually, I cook a lot of Japanese food. I usually can just leave stuff sitting in the rice cooker, and that's usually uh, close enough for me. I think last night, I got the, the meats to time up with the rice just about right. Yeah, there's nothing like when you get it all the time out right. 
but usually when you get it all the time out right, like if you kick for, cook for your kids or your family, they're never ready to go. And then they come in, and then you end up getting mad. You're like, dude, this was already like 15 minutes ago. Now You, you cool. always forget something at the end. Like like last night, I forgot one vegetable I had to chop, and right at the end, I'm just furiously trying to get it in. Yeah. Well, things have to things have to time out perfectly, right? They just do. And for Lamar Jackson, I think the timing is right now. I don't think there's ever going to be a moment where Lamar is going to have an easier road with a team that around him, the team that's supporting him, is better than every team they play more so than now. Right? Don't get me wrong. They went in and they've, they've won games on the road against tough competition and looked like a team that could compete and win a Super Bowl. They dominated the San Francisco 49ers, who by all accounts, people thought most talented team in the NFL. They don't have to go on the road for Sunday. This is a minor thing to most people, but at high-level sports, they had an extra day off and really a second half that wasn't crazy physical. It didn't come down to the wire like the the Niners-Packers still did. They have a mostly healthy roster, and their roster is better than that of the Chiefs. Why is it better? Well, Lamar Jackson's in year five of his rookie contract. So that's a fifth-year option. That's in the $20 million range, but next year he'll be making in the $50 million range, right? And one of the things we've seen is when those new contracts come online, happen with Pat Mahomes, you know, it's going to happen with Joe Burrow next year. It's going to happen with all these guys. Once those contracts come online, well, that's when the happy days are no longer there. You have to part ways with somebody because you can't pay everybody top of the market, even the guys you really want to. Uh, please don't misconstrue me and say um, Gottlieb said Lamar is never going to get back to the AFC Championship game, or if he doesn't win, he'll never get to a Super Bowl ever again. No, but I can't think of a time in which the timing is better. You know, he has a year in his offense, so he knows it, but the tendencies haven't been as established as much for the opponent. The Chiefs get one day less to prepare. Right? The Chiefs played, I mean, really their wide receivers played out of their mind to go back to the to the Buffalo game in that they didn't have any drops. Yes, you're playing Pat Mahomes, that's less than ideal. But other than that, timing works out perfectly. And and timing is a legit part of sports. You know? Look at the rise of Michigan State football. By the way, the rise of Michigan State basketball back in the late 90s and early 2000s, same thing. When Michigan State basketball took off in the late 90s, that's when Michigan basketball was on probation. When Michigan State football took off, that's because one reason was Michigan football was a mess. Like, Michigan State just can't be dominant on its own. It's too hard. They need a little help, and the help was that Michigan couldn't figure their act out together. They shouldn't have to, it shouldn't be all or nothing, but that's the way it tends to be. Sometimes it's just about timing and health and luck more so than are you actually better than people. We've said this about the the Warriors for years. When they've won a title, things have gone their way. Toronto, right? When Toronto won their title, Kawhi hits that shot to beat Joel Embiid. Um, But then when they play the Warriors, KD only plays one half of one game and then he gets hurt. Everybody, Clay then got hurt in game six as well. And they just had too many injuries. So even if it was close, it wasn't going to be close to the final score because, well, only one team was going to win. 
It's a timing thing more than anything. I think the timing sets up for Lamar, Baltimore, Tom Munkin's offense, Andrew's back, fairly healthy, and they win. They go to the Super Bowl. And and just like timing out your meals is really difficult, timing out the when you have your best team, when your quarterback is still not making money, but you got to give him some money so that while he's under the contract uh, for future years, he still feels compensated. All of those things that came together for Lamar. I mean, I'm not giving away my pick for tomorrow, but I'm giving away my pick for tomorrow. You guys know what I mean. You know, and and look, we've we've seen this. Seen this in the NBA. We see it in Major League Baseball. Jay Stu, you point out for all year long that this was this last year was not a year in which the Dodgers really seemed to go for it. I, I didn't mean they sat it out, but they did kind of sit it out. Well, they could have they could have pushed all their chips in and gone for another World Series title. But they're kind of playing a little bit of a long game here with the two signings of the offseason with the rest of the roster. Feels obvious what they're saying is, hey. We're going to save money in 2023. In 2024, we're going to spend, and that's going to be our little nest egg for our daughter when she gets done riding. No doubt. But once you say, if I'm going to be devil's advocate here, and mm-hmm. I think everything you just said is true, but haven't hasn't Lamar and the Ravens earned everything that you just laid out? I mean, the home field advantage. Um, you know, the way this is kind of played out with the with who they're matched up against and whatnot, in that I was just just this week I've been reading about just how dominant this team has been. And maybe I just wasn't as tuned in during the season, but I think I read where um, the only two games they lost, or the only three games they lost, that was not the final game when everyone sat, they were leading at the two minute mark of the game. Um, and things just kind of went wacky at the end of the game to lose. Lamar, I think, has won the last six games that he's played in, and Mark Andrews was not on the field. Um, so there have been some like remarkable performances within what you just said, correct? No question about it. But to me, this is a, a great player, a likely two-time MVP, who has not yet won big in the playoffs, and the timing to me... Uh, signifies that now is the time. Now is the time. He's got a good enough offense. He's got a good enough surrounding cast. He's healthy enough. His offensive line is healthy enough. His defense is elite. They're playing at home. They've had extra time off. This is the time. This is the time. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any Graduate Hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. What up with your Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the TyRite.com studios. TyRite.com, where you get there, unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road ass protection, over 10,000 recommended sellers, TyRite.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. All right, so uh, Lorraine is here, Dan Byers here, Jason Stewart's here. Today is a Wednesday. Wednesday is hump day, hump day, what, what? But it's also the day for the midway. Let's get after it. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle. The Midway. All right, uh, Jay Stu, you want to announce the midway? Yeah, it's actually um it's actually an extension of a conversation that we had on the end of bonus podcast. I think it was yesterday, and I, I enjoyed the conversation because it has so many layers to it. It's about Patrick Mahomes. Um, where do we p- place him now? Where do we place him if he makes the Super Bowl? Where do we place him if he wins the Super Bowl? I think that there's a very good argument. And I, I really can't stand these kinds of arguments. But for whatever reason, this, this is intriguing. You can make a case if he wins the Super Bowl right now that he is that goat that greatest of all time brady had more years in he did it with a lot of volume stats and all that stuff but patrick mahomes has shoved so much greatness into such a short amount of time in a period where the nfl is set up for you to not do this well um so I, just I don't kinda it's wanted set up to for you not do this well. I don't know if I agree with that. I think for quarterbacks, it's set up to do that well. They're doing their best to keep them 
healthy. So no, I no, no I, I mean, I, I mean, um, salary teams? cap wise, you're not supposed to do well over a long period of time. I mean, he he himself has lost some weapons, but he keeps prevailing. So that's kind of where I was going. Okay. Uh, Byer, where would you, where would you put Pat Mahomes? Oh, I'm sorry. I've I've, I've said that you know. He's in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't have to throw another pass. As a first ballot Hall of Fame. Six years of starting, six AFC championship games, three Super Bowls already. It's not really, you know, he's performed great in the regular season, great in the postseason. He's come from behind. He's had the lead. Now he's won the road. I just, I can't think of more things. And I think the only thing that you can do is say, all right, what does he have to do to be considered the greatest of all time? And during this six years, his six years are as good as anybody who's ever done it, right? So um, I think if he wins it this year, you're you're right there in the Brady-Joe uh, Montana conversation. Uh, otherwise, you know, the only thing missing is another couple of Super Bowl wins, another couple of Super Bowl appearances. I, you know, it's funny you say that the the Brady Montana group because I, I do think, and I think that there are some that still look at Montana, and maybe they're maybe they have a little more salt than pepper uh, in the uh, in the beard, maybe in the uh, in the brow. But by and large, I do think that Brady is in his own category because of the the six wins with the Patriots and then the one with the uh, the Buccaneers, which seemed to also then add a whole nother level to it where, you know, I just, and so if Mahomes wins number three, like, yeah, he's still there, but is he, is he an Aikman category? I mean, obviously he did more than Troy Aikman, but you're talking about a great team and what they've done, Aikman, three Super Bowl rings in four years. Um, I still think that there's quite a gap between Brady and and Mahomes, Mahomes. and yeah, and the others. The problem with Aikman is, um, and, and by the way, and I'm not putting Aikman in the quarterback greats, but we're, when we're talking, no, he's so, a quarterback great. Yeah. He's a quarterback. I I would. You have, here's the problem with Aikman is Aikman was basically on the Niners, only he was awesome too, right? Like when I say the Niners, I mean like the Niners now. I mean, sure. he had an all-star team. I mean, the, the offensive line was incredible. The, the, you, you had Michael Irvin out wide. You had Emmett Smith as a running back. You know, now, again, part of it, we look at like we look at those guys and revere them because they won Super Bowls. Had they not won Super Bowls, we might not revere them as much. But Emmett Smith's the all-time lean rusher in NFL history, right? Mm-hmm. He had Moose Johnson. He had he, They were well-coached. They had a great defense. Just an unbelievable run. But... Um, they were fairly conservative offensively. It was a different era, so the numbers aren't as eye-popping. And then the injuries led to his career being shortened. So we didn't see, you know, a late Super Bowl run without an all-star roster. And I think that's what holds him back. This is the other tricky thing about eras. As we kind of tried to not pick it apart, but... We're splitting hairs here because when when Belichick was let go of the Patriots, and I think I said it on this this program, I give him all the credit in the world for doing what he did with that organization. 
in a time where parody is what was asked for in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We are in the parody era. And so is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I don't want to compliment one side and then criticize another for it. But I, I wonder if I was off on the Belichick as I look at the Chiefs here, Doug. And it's not meant to diminish their greatness. But they figured out a way to succeed in a parody-driven league where everybody is supposed to be the same. They're just better than everyone. Where I feel like in the 80s, when we're talking about Montana, or even the 90s, if we're talking about Aikman and put Elway and others in there, right. there, were all, there, there were about five or six really awesome teams. And if you don't believe me, just go back and think about it. You know, like the, the 85 Bears thought to be. And when the Bears didn't win other years, it was the Giants who were LT-led. And if it wasn't the Giants, it was the 49ers. But there weren't like... 10 teams and there wasn't parity across the league there were just really really great teams so my whole dilemma now is debating was it more impressive that Montana was able to you know navigate against the Bears defense or to be able to have success while the Giants defense was you know wreaking havoc in the NFL or is this era more impressive where everybody is thought to be the same and you have just two organizations and two quarterbacks outshining almost everybody else Oh, that's a good question. Um, because the level of competition, I, I, I'm going to hold on. Let, okay. Let's look back at the. If we look back at the '80s and the Niners, okay. Uh, the Bears, remember, were awesome in the '80s for mm-hmm. a short period of time. Their defense, the New York Football Giants, they won a couple Super Bowls. The Rams were very competitive back then. Washington. Uh, Washington won three Super Bowls. I don't think all two in the 80s, one in the 90s, three different quarterbacks, right? Yep. If anything, the if the Cowboys back then were like the Cowboys now. Yeah. It wasn't until the night, yeah. right? Where they You're were right. massively yeah. overhyped and, and, and didn't come through. So I actually think uh, Minnesota's run when they were really good, that wasn't until the 90s. Right? The Packers were dreadful in the '80s. If people people don't yeah. remember that era, they were they were absolutely dreadful. Um, yeah, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think there was there's always been those five or six teams at the top. Now, here's where I would give you the you're right about the Niners is that they were playing a different style of football than everybody else. Right? They they yes, Roger Craig ran the ball a lot, and it's underrated. But the West Coast offense was light years ahead of what everybody else was doing. Sure. What everybody else was doing. The 49ers win Super Bowl 19. And this, I know it's going back a ways. They beat the Dolphins. But then the next year, guess what? 85 Bears come along. Yep. It doesn't mean that the 49ers completely went away because four years later, they returned to play in Super Bowl 23. Right. But all of a sudden, the Bears are there. And then the Giants show up and win Super Bowl 21. And it's not like the Giants went away because they won a Super Bowl four years after that. But, but I would say, I, I would say, but like, look, if, are we being critical then of Brady? Yes, that's Brady, what I'm getting at. Yeah, okay, but we can we can pick apart Brady's division all we want. But in the playoffs, Pittsburgh, Indy had Peyton Manning. Um, uh, the Bron- uh, Obviously, there was a time when the Broncos were bad, but the Broncos later were good when they had Manning. And early on in his career, the Broncos were very good. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I would. The, the division was weak. There's, there's, there's no other way to get around it. The, yeah, the Bills I, went 13 years without making the playoffs. 
The Dolphins were kind of mired in it. The Jets had the two years where they went to the AFC Championship game, but they weren't. wasn't like they dominated to get there. But the AFC North is right there, and that that the, at least the Ravens and the Steelers were very competitive during that same time. I just think it's interesting because I don't see any team that has consistently been as good as the Chiefs have in terms of that greatness that we want. And in, in the 80s, there wasn't either, but I also feel like the teams were stronger then. So they're trading haymakers each year in battling who is better. And so I just don't know if the top-heavy 80s were actually more of a gauntlet than the parody-driven NFL right now. And, and, and by saying all of this, I do think that I am discrediting the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, even though two weeks ago I gave credit to Belichick, and I'd have to kind of withdraw that. Because I do wonder if it was maybe tougher back then because of how good those teams were. Maybe 20 other teams in the NFL stunk, you know, but I don't know. Sorry. Sorry I kind of hijacked that one. But. No, you didn't. You didn't. Um, but my point is, say say, um, say Mahomes wins the next two games, okay? The, it will be, what, a, Doug, a seven-year resume compared to 23 that Brady had. So we're just like a third into uh, what Brady put on, you know, in his career. But the way Mahomes has done it, I think, is where you kind of have to consider him as the greatest ever in that he's so much more skilled and talented and athletic than Brady, and he was so much more fun to watch, by the way. Those first three championships that Brady won, that those Patriots teams were so dull. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, like the way he's been able to do it with a diminishing roster, and he lost Tyreek Hill, and I just I think there's a there's so much that goes into his story that I think that you, after he wins that Super Bowl, I think this is all people are going to be talking about. I think you have to put him as the the greatest ever, and I'm gonna uh, I'll be leading that fight. Be leading that fight, I, huh? I think he's taking a regular math class when he should be an AP math. That's what I think he is. They figured it out. Because I've wondered as well, like, how is this team? This is a bad Chiefs team, like, compared yeah. to what they've had. And yeah. here they are again, a game away from a Super Bowl. And I think it's more of an indictment on, say, a Buffalo team that did not improve. Or a Ravens team, maybe that's been up and down that they're going to face this weekend. Or a Bengals team that just couldn't get it together. I think it's more about their surroundings and what I, they I like, have. I, I think that's fair, Dan, but I would also say that like that's kind of every year, and somehow they're somehow they're able to pull it off, right? Jack, I mean, can I say something? Yeah, I think we need to give Mahomes his flower, maybe even a statue. I think a statue would be nice, and maybe a button that can have like his voice, because everyone loves his voice so much. So, like, uh, you know, a greatest of all time player, because like you said, he really has shown up and showed out every year he's been on this team. No, he's amazing. I think what Dan's getting at is kind of what I said yesterday, which is what I said about the Texans. Which is like, look, in the real world, like in terms of just who should be there talent-wise, because in any given year, some teams just don't have the talent, right? Um, I mean, we, we didn't even talk about the Browns. Whatever you think of Deshaun Watson, like they were just besieged by injuries on the offensive side of the ball. And like Joe Flacco and that defense was the reason they even got there, right? But take them out of the mix and, you know, Jacksonville disappointed. 
Uh, Indy, I mean, uh, Miami had min- massive injuries in the defensive side of the football. Chargers, Chargered. Right? Chargers, Chargers, I think that's fair. And the Jets are a playoff team. They have Aaron Rodgers, they're a playoff team. So, yeah, and, and how much more difficult would would the would Kansas City's run have been had, you know, the first game in the playoffs been Aaron Rodgers and the Jets coming to Kansas City? Would have been more difficult, probably. Yep. Yeah. I also think, though, when you look at, like, Buffalo, I think is a really good example. If we are now having a conversation that Buffalo's window may be closed in terms of winning a Super Bowl. And sure, they have Josh Allen, but in terms of this current makeup of a team, I I don't know if, if Buffalo will be back doing what they're doing. Their defense, obviously, had health issues against the Chiefs, but... They maybe weren't as dominant as a couple of years ago. And, Doug, I would even say in the 90s when we talked about the Cowboys and 49ers team, you had a Green Bay team that was pretty darn good that ended up then, you know, finally breaking through after, you know, after that, uh, the losses that they would have to the Cowboys or losing in the playoffs. And so they break through and they go to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. Those were great teams. Yeah. And those Cowboy teams were beating Packer teams that were Super Bowl caliber. And we know that because they went on and won Super Bowls after that. And these, I just, I don't see any, I don't see any of these other teams in the AFC carrying the water of some of the greatness. I think what you have is it's the Michael Jordan effect. It's, It's very similar, right? Were the Knicks really good or were they just the best of a group of eh teams that the that, sure. the, the, that the Bulls could beat every year, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a forever question that we don't know because no one could ever get past them, right? They just couldn't get past, couldn't get past the Bulls. And this is a tip of the cap to the Chiefs and Mahomes and Andy Reid for figuring it out. It's amazing that there aren't other teams that can – can do this and maybe it's then lends to your guys point of how special Patrick Mahomes is but it just it, like it doesn't again I am so amazed and I have been for the last couple of years on how Kansas City works the clock when they have a lead in the fourth quarter it will they will go 35 yards and it will take them seven minutes to do so and well, what's funny about that is that they used to not do that when they had all that talent now they play to their strengths. Yeah, and now they get it. They understand that, you know what, you may be able to stop Patrick Mahomes if they're trying to go downfield, but if you just want to stop him from getting three yards, that's darn near impossible. And they're going to end up getting it, and they're going to figure out a way to do it. But I just look at these these teams that they, you know, you end up going through. I mean, who's really great anymore? It's a great question. And that is the Midway. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are, wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Lorraine, I'm dealing with a little head cold here in uh, beautiful Madison, Wisconsin. Can you hear it over the air? No, no. Only when you uh, blow your nose, Doug. Did I blow my nose during a, during a segment, during the first segment? No. <laughs> my buddy Jeremy's listening. He's like, you sound sick. Now I'm just my usual nasally self. Um. Uh, but no, I mean, like, as Jay Stu will tell you, I'm never sick, ever sick. And I don't consider myself sick now. Like, this is not. And the good thing is, being on the road, don't have to come into studio, so I don't have to worry about getting anybody else sick. Yeah, that, we appreciate that, that. Well, I, you know, if nothing else, I care. That's. I don't really care, but I can act like I care. That's that's the idea behind it. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio, and we're coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. Uh, we got a big weekend upcoming, and Mark Dominic will help us give a sense of the, the games, the teams, the coaches, as he's a former general manager and head of scouting as well. We'll get his thoughts on some of the hires. One guy who may not be hired is Bill Belichick. And, look, it appeared that he was going to Atlanta. Um, now, all of a sudden, Atlanta moves on. They hire Raheem Morris. And I would guess, and this is more than a healthy guess, right? I've, I've also seen and heard others comment on it, that Belichick, you know, he wanted to do it his way. And 
I do on so many levels understand that. You know, would it be really, really easy and maybe smart at this point in time in his career to go like, hey, man, I just want to coach ball. I don't need to worry about personnel. Just you guys set up the team. I'll show up and coach him. We'll win, et cetera, et cetera. But when you've done it one way and been more successful than anybody else who's done it ever, it's not just ego that comes with it. It's the, uh, why would I change now? Why would I change now? Because we missed on a quarterback? Lots of people miss on quarterbacks. Right? Lots of people miss on quarterbacks. So I actually understand it. Understand it really, really well. The other people are like, well, the ego of Belichick, just out of control. Probably. But you'd have a healthy ego, too, if you were more successful at something than anybody else who'd ever done it. It makes sense. And by the way, like, let's not put him in a position to succeed. And I also think, and this is a real thing, the, the reclamation of Bill Belichick can't be the reclamation project of a franchise. You know? If you want to rebuild, which is what Atlanta really wants to do, that takes time. Okay, that's going to take some hard knocks. You hire Bill Belichick, I think, you know, if you're, to me, if you're Dallas, if you're Buffalo, if you're a team that feels like they're close. Uh, honestly, if you were the L.A. Chargers, that would have made sense more because you feel like you're just a coach away from being competitive at the top of the league. And I think Atlanta's more than a coach away. All right, we'll get to... We'll get the thoughts of a man who's done those hires in the past. Yeah, go ahead, Jace, too. And, I mean, the, the Atlanta thing just didn't even seem right to me. I don't know about you guys, but that just wasn't a very interesting uh, combination, Belichick, with, with Falcons. And it seems like if he does want to wait a year, which it looks like he's going to have to, it seems like next year there are some, like, desirable jobs. If McCarthy's contract is up, if Eagles' job is, is up, I saw Schefter – uh, say if Andy Reid retires, Belichick could be a fit there. So it seems like next year there might be some more substantive uh, job openings for a Bill Belichick fit. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, like, yes, there potentially could be. But also, you know, there potentially could be. And uh, the fa- the Atlanta thing didn't make sense to me. Here's why it made sense to me. Everybody thinks Arthur Blank, he just wants to write a check, and you guys go out and win games. So there would be no interference from your owner. And I think that was obviously a part where he was frustrated with the crafts and how it ended, whereas he felt like he was, you know, he was being micromanaged by people who didn't have the level of football acumen that he has. So that part of the partnership made sense. Nothing else made sense uh, about it. To me, nothing else made sense. Um, and then, you know, you look at two that are still open, maybe even three that are still open. You know, you just, when you feel like the Washington Commanders, they're going to hire Ben Johnson. Everyone says it. He's the offense coordinator of the Detroit Lions. And the only thing with Seattle was you thought it'd be Dan Quinn. There's no reason it hasn't been Dan Quinn already. But I would guess that if if your team hasn't made a hire as of yet or isn't leaning towards or negotiating a hire, that that's because there is, in fact, a plan. You just can't execute that plan until said team loses or said team advances to the Super Bowl and you have that two weeks off in between. 
Football fans, be sure to turn into Fox Sports Radio Saturday and Sunday morning. Three hours for kickoff. It's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. They walk you right up to kickoff on Saturdays and Sundays. Of course, no NFL games on Saturday this, this week. You can listen to Countdown to Kickoff weekend mornings beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays and 10 a.m. Eastern on Sundays right here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Brad says, you definitely sound sick, Doug. Yeah, you do. I don't know what Lorena was talking about. Yeah, but, I don't really yeah. understand. Yeah, what's what's going on, Lorena? I just, uh, Lorena, the whole thing is, and Dan knows this, is honesty is our best policy. So you're not gonna offending me if I, I sound sick. I've done nothing wrong to subject myself to this awful head cold. That's not an awful head cold. Well, now that you mentioned it, I did notice a little bit of a nasaliness to you. Well, I've always had a nasaliness. Like, look, I have a gigantic nose. You do, and um, likely a deviated septum, and I have a nasally voice that. Um, hey, Mark. You know, being sick sometimes works for me because I get that kind of smelly cat when when Phoebe was sick sort of yeah. thing, sort of bluesy kind of sound to me. But there's definitely a, a nasally aspect to it. Mark Dominic joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We mentioned 20 years, over 20 years in NFL front offices and in scouting. And, and uh, the guy who was you hired was the youngest head coach in the league at the time was Raheem Morris. Um, he circled back around and just got a, another job. In the same division yesterday, uh, what do you think of the likelihood of success for a guy you used to work with in Tampa? Well, I'm very happy he got another shot, Doug. I mean, we were hired about 15 years ago today. Uh, at that time, I was the youngest GM. He was the youngest head coach in the National Football League. And, you know, we learned a lot. Over five years, we had some success and some struggles. And I think for Coach Morris, uh, he's going to a place that knows him, having been in Atlanta coaching on the offensive side of the ball, coaching Julio Jones and things like that. Uh, but familiar to Arthur Blank, uh, familiar to Rich McKay, and uh, familiar to the city and to the organization. And I think that was a lot of what Arthur Blank was looking for. And I'm excited for Coach Morris. I mean, he's learned. He's been around the, the league now. It's, you know, it's been 12 years since he's been a head coach, but he's been you know, positional coaches and coordinators with a lot of different things. What he did with the Rams this year in a very young unit was very impressive. So, you know, it's going to come down to the quarterback, Doug. You know how that works. Uh, but uh, certainly wish him a lot of success and very excited to watch how he does with Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, I am too. Why do you think the Belichick thing didn't make? I, I've got to think it's probably the entire staff part, maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe Bill uh, just, you know, maybe they weren't on board with, like, let's bring the gang back together type of mentality. Or. Uh, maybe Bill kind of looked at it and said, you know, this isn't the fit for me. Maybe there's a way that Bill Belichick walked away from it as well. I don't know. I certainly felt like it was heading that way, right? And so uh, my, my gut instinct is uh, somebody got their, their uh, feet cold. Um, and I, I, I would think that Bill uh, was in the finals of this because I know that Arthur Blank was looking for somebody with name recognition. Yep. But I think the comfort with Raheem Morris, having been around him, knowing that, and I think the culture that I think Atlanta wanted in the city, I think the fit was better for Raheem, even though obviously Belichick's going to wear a gold jacket one day. Okay, that's, it's really interesting because I, I agree with you. I think it all probably works, fits better with Raheem Morris than I do with Belichick. But I, I don't – people look at it and they want to take a negative thing of, well, Belichick, he just – you know, he doesn't think he's too good for this. Whatever, like, no, like – He's in his 70s. It's got to work for him. And so here's my – and he's not changing, right? Like no one is 71 years old. It's like, you know, everything I've done and been more successful than everybody else, I'm going to do it differently this time. Um, but I, I would guess that his initial draw was 
that he thought, hey, you can kind of do whatever, you know, and you have an owner. And, you know, Arthur Blank is known as an owner who he just wants to write a check and he wants to cheer for a good football team, right? He doesn't want to be involved in the day-to-day. And I think those things intrigued him. And then when you kind of looked at it's a lot like going and looking at a house. First time you go through, you're like, man, I love this neighborhood. I like the setup. I like the yard. I like the schools. I'm in. Then you go back the second time you look at the house, you're like, hey, why is this thing for sale? What's that smell in the basement? This layout doesn't work for me, you know? And there's just something things. And it's okay to go there and to, to – for it not to fit and still potentially be successful. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's a division that's going to be open. And I think in that way also uh, Arthur Blank might be looking a lot longer term than just the next three to four years, but hopefully he's found his coach that's going to be there for a long time. Yeah. And with Belichick, you can't assume that he's going to be there for a long time. So that could have played into it as well. But, uh, you know, I think that's what's intriguing about the South. You know, Baker obviously had a really strong year. Derek Carr was up and down, but good Bryce Young was very frustrated, and, and Ritter, you know, doesn't look like the future and kind of opens the door. But, you know, whoever figures out that quarterback spot first is going to have great control over a division. And, you know, as we saw, 9-8 and eight can get you a home-field playoff game and maybe more. And that's something that's very achievable for any one of those teams, I think. And I think for Coach Morris, high draft choices, a good salary cap situation, uh, it makes sense. Okay, so help me out with this part. Um, now you have some other hires. Canales is hired like he's been a coordinator for one year. Like really young guy, smart, 42 years old, whatever, in Carolina. Um, What's the likelihood of that being successful? Yeah, so I think that's a very um, interesting hire. I think it's a, uh, you know, I know that coach, I think the combination there is, as you probably talked about, Dan Morgan's the general manager. Dan Morgan obviously, you know, played, but also was a scout in Seattle when Canales was in Seattle. And I think that's where those two cross paths and have a, a familiarity with each other. And I think that's important, especially when you're going first time ever GM, first time head coach with very little play calling, you know, repertoire. Look, everybody's going to get their shot the first time. Uh, no matter whether it's Bill Belichick or Sean McVay, you get your first shot. Uh, I think this is a tricky job. But, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of Alabama players. I think you know that, I, you know, I travel around the country at this time of year helping young men how to interview for the NFL. And I talked to a lot of Alabama players. To, to a man, each of them were like blown away that Bryce did not have success based off of what they knew about him as a person. And so it's going to be interesting to bring a different offensive mindset in there. Somebody that's had great success with Baker Mayfield. Uh, but uh, I think it's an uphill battle uh, when you don't have the draft collateral and you may not have a lot of space. they got to fix that offensive line. Uh, they've got some veterans in there. But uh, I think for Canales – it's a hold your breath higher, but I do think it's at least Morgan, the new GM, knows him and has seen him and certainly probably talked to Pete Carroll about him as well. Um, Jim Harbaugh is the Chargers head coach. I haven't found anybody who doesn't like the hire. Now, I'm a Charger fan, as you know, and so, you know, if, if Harbaugh can't establish a winning culture, who the hell can? Right? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I also know, like, look, it's – Times have changed. I think he's done a good job of at least not showing an, an ego uh, in college, and that's sometimes what, what's unsettling to college coaches and the pros, where they're so used to it being about them, and in the pros it's not about them. Um, but can you think of uh, some negatives with Jim Harbaugh being head coach of the Chargers? 
I really can't. I think, you know, the nice thing about him is he's got so much experience in the pros. Now he's got so much experience in college. He's going to bring in a lot of ammunition also in terms of recruiting. Like all the recruiting he's done at Michigan, he's going to know so many of his kids in the pre-draft process that maybe he didn't even go to Michigan, that went to other schools. And so he's going to be very helpful for the draft for the next three or four years, let alone be the culture changer that he is as a head coach. Sadly, I think I, I know Harbaugh's coaching style too well. We went out uh, when I was GM of the Bucks. Uh, I want to say it was 2010, and we went and shut the San Francisco 49ers out with Mike Singletary as the head coach. I think it was like 20 to nothing. They had not been shut out in the Bay Area for 20 years. So we're feeling pretty good. So then 2011 comes around. We go out to San Francisco. They decide to hire this guy named Jim Harbaugh as the head coach, and we got rolled. I mean, I was like, how did that happen? How did we just shut them out last year, and then this year we can't stop anything? He's that good about changing the culture, and I think it's big for – Chargers ownership to step up like this and show that they're going to put uh, the money and the resources into a team that really feels like it's got a chance to compete with Kansas City. And now with Harbaugh, I think that's real. Um, okay, let's pretend for a second. Okay, let's pretend for a second. It's Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Dominic's our guest, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's pretend you're in Buffalo right now. So two years ago is the 13-second debacle. Last year, you don't even get to Kansas City, you lose. Obviously, the DeMar Hamlin thing, you know, kind of screwed up your rhythm, and you never got, got it right. We still don't know in terms of home field advantage how it looked out. And this year, you lose at home, a winnable game against the Chiefs team that probably the least talented, at least offensively, the Chiefs have had and may have during Pat Mahomes' era in Kansas City. Uh, what do you do? What do you do? I, I put you complete autonomous control of Buffalo. What do you do? Yeah, I think I stay status quo. I mean, I know that's frustrating. Buffalo was playing as good as anybody down the stretch. And they ran into a game where Buffalo played a little bit more like Buffalo had during the early part of the season where they did things so they beat themselves. We talked about it last week, Doug. Uh, I said an important player that needed to play in that game was Terrell Bernard. He did not. And that's a guy that's very athletic, makes plays all over the field, but he couldn't go. And I think that that's little things like that that were the difference. But I trust the process um, of what they've done and what they've been able to accomplish. I'm not looking to make wholesale changes. It's a good football team. It's still going to be a good football team. They're going to be a great football team next year. Just continue to add to the football team and and know that there's a lot of frustration. And the Super Bowl is absolutely on everybody's mindset. Uh, It's disappointing that right now, you know, as we look at Josh Allen, that maybe it's more Dan Marino world where, you know, he gets one shot or really doesn't. We'll see. But, uh, you know, that gate called Mahomes is hard to get over. And sadly, the Buffalo Bills, I think, kind of toppled themselves this time, not not getting beat by Patrick, but, you know, beating themselves. Uh, let me ask you about Mahomes' opponent this weekend. Um, you know, I don't think, I, this is just personal, personally, athlete's perspective, been around a long time. I don't think that once the game starts, the pressure of it all necessarily affects these guys. It does, it's just a football game, whatever. But there is the reality, too. Is Baltimore ever going to have a better shot with Lamar? Last year on the rookie deal, granted, it's the fifth-year option, so it's more money. But that, that gives them, that's given them the ability to put this incredible group around him, right? Top five defense, and they went out. They could overspend on OBJ. They still have Mark Andrews. Like Even though they've had injuries in the backfield with Dobbins and others, they still he has a really, really good roster. They're at home. They got an extra day off from last weekend. They got an extra week off from the bye, which really is two weeks off for some of their stars. So they're fresh, they're rested, they have no injury issues, and Kansas City comes in off an absolute war, um, and they're not, this is not a great Kansas City roster. Like, is it ever going to be as, 
there set up for Lamar as it is this Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I feel the way you do, Doug. I think when you watch this game, you know, Baltimore took a little rust off their wing tips, but that's why they wanted to have the bye. That's why the rest of the guys get back in week 18, basically, as well. And, you know, they got themselves going and hummed all the way through the second half of that game. And they certainly look ready to go, and they look certainly very healthy. And I will say, last week we talked about Terrell Bernard and not being there for the linebacks for the Bills. Joe Thune looks like he's unlikely to play. That is devastating news for Chiefs fans, and it will be devastating news for Patrick Mahomes because of what Justin Matabuke has been able to do inside as long as, as well as Jones. They've got some big guys, and they create havoc in there. And Joe Thune is the glue of the entire offensive line by far. And so I think that's going to be the big difference in this game is that it's going to be hard for Kansas City to run the football, and they're going to get pressure up the middle. And so, you know, Patrick's going to be scrambling a lot more than normal, and I think that's going to make it a long day for the Chiefs, even though it's kind of – seems impossible to ever say you don't think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. I just feel like you feel like this game's set up and teed up. And when Joe Thune went down, I said, geez, that is about as good of an injury as you could ask, sadly, in this game for the Baltimore Ravens based off of their strength of their football team. Uh, okay. The other game is San Francisco 49ers welcoming in the Detroit Lions. And I understand there's rust and you're a little tight. First big home playoff game this year. But there's also the, the kind of confirmation bias of, yeah, when – you know, and when they're not right, and when a quarterback's got to win it, I know he drove them down the field and they scored in a game-winning drive. But there are other times you're like, man, I don't know if this guy's good enough. Um, are they good enough at quarterback? Is Brock pretty good enough at quarterback to win this game? He is. I truly feel like it. I think it's more of Debo Samuel and can you contain Christian McCaffrey from having some of those big plays, those explosion plays. He still had one last week for his long run, but if you, you know, they did a pretty good job of containing him. This game feels very different to me. This game feels like it's either going to be a nail-biter and Detroit wins at the end, or the 49ers are humming and they win by 14 or more. I just I don't feel like it's Detroit's going to win by 14, and I don't think it's you know going to be a nail-biter and San Francisco holds on. So it's just about explosion plays to me, as we always talk about. But I, I like Detroit in this game, and I can't believe I'm actually saying that from all the years of misery they've been through. Uh, Detroit just seems like a team that's really uh, physically strong, and I think that's exactly what you have to have to play a San Francisco's team. So uh, it's a tough one for me. I hate to say it. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Detroit, but uh, and maybe it's because it's just such a good feel-good story that my mind's not really focused in the right way because you think San Francisco with the number one seed, the way they're supposed to handle this, they should. But I kind of like a Ravens-Lions Super Bowl, and uh, we'll see what happens. That's what's great about these games on Sunday. He's Mark Dominic. spent over 20 years in the National Football League front offices and scouting. He's former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He joins us every week and gives us unbelievable insight. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the games. We'll talk next week when we got two Super Bowl teams. Sounds perfect. Talk to you next week. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. 
Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DUG. That's DUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.